Hi yogis, this is Maria Toso. I'm here to talk to you about the importance of being deeply in touch with the body as you attempt to heal prior experiences that live energetically in your body. What happens when we have some kind of trauma or an experience that is too much is almost as though we um, retreat away from it and it becomes an energetic knot in our system. And it's felt later if we are re-triggered on that memory um, through a sound or a smell or maybe something similar happens. We feel it in the body, right? It isn't just a memory in terms of like a, an image or something that comes to us. It's, it's a physical sensation. It's somewhere in the body. And what we often do is distract ourselves in that moment. We try very hard not to be with that energetic um, knot that is in the body. So this is where really all addictions come in. And, and we can be addicted to legal things, we can be addicted to illegal things, but most of us have some way of avoiding feeling um, the energetic remnant of something that happened. And what happens is that that something, that energetic place, often kind of encapsulates itself further as we stuff it down through some external behavior, which can be numbing behavior, you know, drinking drugs, shopping, running to a yoga class even, anything to not be with that place within that really needs to be healed through our own presence. So uh, instead of um, taking that moment to really be with a, a place within us that's screaming for us, we run away. And that's so common that most of us have done that for a very long time before we start to consider that there might have to be another way. We, we usually have to have our kind of inner backpack so full that it's getting hard to get through the day, right? And that can be an energetic feeling of anxiety or fear. It could be some kind of a physical ailment. It can be weight. It can be um, whatever the chosen numbing agent uh, is could have become a downright destructive addiction. And at some point, it's, it's like we're kind of backed into a corner where we can't fit any more uh, rocks in our backpack and, and we can't sort of numb ourselves out enough not to feel the weight of the backpack. And, and then we really have a choice that it's time to go in and start to look at these rocks and, and be with them. And, and this is where our true nature of who we truly are can become apparent to us if we let it. And by that I mean a true essence of who we truly are is in yoga language Purusha. It's divinity, it's, it's pure light, it's eternal, it's what embodies these physical bodies that we have come to identify with so strongly. In the Yoga Sutras we also talk about the kleshas, the obstacles, and, and, and one of them being, well, avidya, ignorance of our true nature of, of who we really are, which is divine light embodied um, temporarily in these physical energy bodies. And then we have Ashmita, which is our ego, is our false perception of ourselves. We believe ourselves to be separate 
from each other. We believe ourselves often to be sort of all alone in the world, isolated, not quite belonging, different. Those are very common human feelings. And, and even the coolest, chicest people that you think might not ever have those feelings have those feelings. It's just inherent in the ego constitution. Now, when we pause and we realize through some grace of God or in inner knowledge and a knowing that arises that, okay, I'm not going to stuff another energetic knot in my backpack. Instead, I am with my Purusha, with my divinity, with my presence, which is the pure light that I am. I'm going to be with these places within. Then all of a sudden, that moment when we're triggered on a on a bad memory essentially on something that feels really uncomfortable in the body instead of reaching for the numbing agent or whatever it is that we do to not feel that place we draw inward and with our divine essence which is presence which is being with not resisting neither attaching nor pushing away just completely calmly surrounding a place inside with our I am here-ness, I am now here-ness. And in the embrace, if you will, of our own light and divinity, these energetic places within will start to shift. It, it's almost like you could, you could think of them as frozen water. We often think of emotions as, as water. Um, in dreams, we might think of deep waters as the deep subconscious or something like that. So if you were to think of emotions, energy in motion as water, then these places are like ice cubes. Water that has frozen, contracted, doesn't dare move, petrified. And it's, it's often fear that is at the core of that. And your presence is your divine light, which you could say is like the sun, which is, is warm, life-giving sunlight. So now you put the two together. Instead of shutting the ice cubes deeper into the cold basement and dungeon, instead you open up the dungeon door and you, you being the light, the warmth, the love, the presence, enters into this chamber where you have tucked away your ice cubes and slowly they start to melt. And now this is a very gradual process. It's, it's like layer by layer and being with these places often can feel like we're illuminating them and that, that might even feel like amplifying or exasperating a feeling and it, it can be really hard. But if you're able to at least for a time be with those places, there's an energetic shift. And I know this because I've done this with my own inner places and I'm not nearly done with my backpack full of ice cubes, but some of them have received my beautiful divine presence light and have started to shift and have started to release and have started to mm, change a little bit. And now here's the kicker. You can't love this part of yourself with the intention that it goes away because that isn't love, right? 
you wouldn't feel loved if you were in a terrible place with yourself and you were ill and you had a caretaker you probably couldn't heal well if you had a sense that this caretaker was impatiently trying to nurse you back to health so you would stop being sick rather the energy that would heal you would be if this caretaker had the energy of i'm not leaving i'm here as long as you need me i'm right here radiating my love my unconditional love deeply into you and there's nothing you can do to lose that love because it is who i am and who you ultimately are so it's the alchemy it's the transformation of lead to gold which is love so as we start to identify these places and and they have physical locations most of us can tune in in a moment of reactivity or crisis and rather than act out and and often what we do is try to change the behavior of someone out there who's you know we conceive or perceive as having triggered that place um, if instead we can withdraw consider the person who triggered you the messenger and withdraw to a safe place um, and simply be with it be with that place inside find it in the body and and once you get really into your own body it becomes easier and easier often we can be so detached from the body it's like what do you mean my body i'm not feeling anything it's like a a, a dull dense lump and then over time as we feel into it feel into it feel into it it's like we're radiating love presence into the body and then those places start to become evident the places that really need us so it's this gradual process of, of loving ourselves back to health through the unconditional love that we likely didn't get and that is likely how these knots appeared in the first place because anything but unconditional love energetically feels so off that we contract in in fear and inner turmoil and that's of course what happens as we incarnate into the physical world we expect and and need and want unconditional love like we are at our essence and that everyone is at their core essence innermost being and we expect that love to be forthcoming and effortless and then it isn't because that love is now shining through dirty lenses minds chittas we would say in in yoga that have been so obscured by lifetimes of trauma that the each divine light is sort of having to operate through really uh, poor dirty lenses in in physical forms so everybody is very wounded and don't have the capacity for the most part to shine radiant compassionate non-judgy light onto us at all times and, and we don't have that capacity for others either and we don't have that capacity for ourselves but we chase it in the outer world we chase that unconditional love from each other when it is the divine light within that can provide that and as we provide that for ourselves we're much more likely to start 
attracting that in the outer world. But as we have it as an inner resource, as a, as a spring that is always feeding us, we become much less dependent on getting that love from the outside, from other humans who are struggling and wounded and, and going through their own traumatic healing process. And we can then be there for others and we can very much enjoy when they do have love and warmth to radiate into us and be much less disappointed and, and traumatized when they don't have that available because it is within us and we have managed through our practice to have much more steady, consistent access to the divine love that is always within us and we just lose sight of because we start to identify so strongly with the obscured lens or the pain body as Eckhart Tolle would have it. So I invite you to be with yourself, to identify the distractions, the numbing agents that would have you not be with yourself in a moment of being triggered and take time and, and know that it's not um, an endless black hole that you will be sinking into. You might go be with that part of yourself that's painful and in need of your love and presence for a given amount of time and you know then when you just can't do it anymore and you you you're done then go watch a Netflix movie or whatever your thing is but that we start to stretch our capacity to be with pain to be with fear and what is at the core of just about every knot I've come upon within myself is fear it is fear that I am not long loved, that I don't truly belong, that you know God doesn't have my back or doesn't really exist for me. Um, and, and the people I have worked with in various capacities, that seems to be what's happening for a lot of people. So you will meet fear, and it might help a little bit if you know that everybody else has an extreme amount of fear too, that we are in Kali Yuga. We're in the darkest of times according to the Hindu uh, yogic calendar, if you will. And by that is meant that we are in sort of the densest of times where we have sunk so deeply into matter that it's hard to operate from that light within because it is, is, it is obscured by, by a lot of repeated trauma over lifetimes. The good news is we also have probably never had access to as many tools. Um, something like um, the, the yogic practices or, or various therapeutic practices that are in the world now um, are readily available to many, many people that um, would normally just be toiling away as householders and only select few would be able to work with these spiritual tools. So let's not waste any more time numbing out, but let's get to work with the tools that we have and, and develop that capacity to penetrate the fear with our love in ourselves, but also in each other to the extent that we have the, the patience and, and the inner resources to do so. So I encourage you to visit mariatoso.com, www.mariatoso.com, 
and, and seek out the tools that I have for helping you heal what hurts through workshops and digital courses, writings, and so forth. There is support for this process, and you can do it.